For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandiri. The jury in the Derek Chauvin murder and manslaughter trial will spend its first full day of deliberations today as it weighs the former Minneapolis police officer's culpability in the killing of George Floyd. Yesterday, jurors listened to hours of closing arguments and heard the judge's instructions. Laura Rossbrow-Tallum reports. Steve Schleicher, an attorney for the prosecution of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, gave closing arguments Monday, describing George Floyd's last moments in detail. He argued Chauvin's continued use of force against Floyd for nine minutes and 29 seconds was excessive and unjustifiable. You can believe your eyes. It's what you felt in your gut. It's what you now know in your heart. This wasn't policing. This was murder. The defendant is guilty of all three counts. And there's no excuse. Chauvin's defense attorney, Eric Nelson, made his closing argument by explaining Chauvin, quote, does not have to prove his innocence. Instead, he said the jury needs to put themselves in the shoes of an officer in the same situation. Human beings make decisions in highly stressful situations that they believe to be right in the very moment it is occurring. The 12 jurors in the trial are now in deliberations. For Pacifica Network and Public News Service, I'm Laura Rossbrotellum. Chicago Latino community leaders and lawyers are asking the Justice Department to investigate the fatal police shooting of 13-year-old Adam Toledo. The group also plans to call on Mayor Lori Lightfoot to accelerate court-supervised changes to policing in Chicago to end foot pursuits by officers and to invest federal COVID relief dollars to help young people in the neighborhood where Adam Toledo lived and died. Chicago agreed to hundreds of changes in policing under a consent decree approved by a federal judge in 2019. That was after a Justice Department probe found a record of racism and abuse by Chicago police going back decades. The investigation was prompted by the 2014 killing of Laquan McDonald by a white officer. Jason Van Dyke was later convicted of murder for shooting the teen 16 times, video of which the city fought to suppress. The House has approved legislation to allow banks to do business with the cannabis industry. The vote was 321 to 101, a better than three to one margin. The cannabis industry and the American Bankers Association both backed the legislation. Half of Republicans who were present and voting supported the measure. The House vote sends the so-called Safe Banking Act to the Senate. It would allow financial institutions to provide banking services to marijuana businesses without fear of federal prosecution. Senators Ed Markey of Massachusetts and California's Alex Padilla will join with New York Congresswoman Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez to reintroduce Green New Deal legislation. Their event will come two days before President Biden's virtual climate summit planned for Thursday and Friday. Markey and Ocasio-Cortez originally introduced the Green New Deal two years ago. It envisions a 10-year national mobilization to address what they say are the interconnected economic, social, racial, and climate crises gripping the nation. Former Vice President Walter Mondale, a liberal icon who lost one of the most lopsided presidential elections after bluntly telling voters to expect a tax increase if he won, has died. He was 93. 
Mondale served Minnesota as Attorney General and U.S. Senator. He was Vice President under Jimmy Carter from 1977 to 1981. Mondale's own try for the White House in 1984 came at the height of Ronald Reagan's popularity. Mondale's selection of New York Congresswoman Geraldine Ferraro as his running mate made him the first major party presidential nominee to put a woman on the ticket. On Election Day, he carried only his home state of Minnesota and the District of Columbia. No word on the condition of imprisoned former Black Panther and journalist Mumia Abu-Jamal. He had told his wife he was scheduled to have open-heart surgery yesterday, but prison officials have been tight-lipped about his whereabouts and his precarious medical condition. Abu-Jamal contracted COVID-19 in prison in February. He turns 67 on Saturday. His consulting physician said a few days ago that Mumi Abu-Jamal has severe blockages of his coronary arteries or coronary artery disease. He said before last week's health emergency, Abu-Jamal was already suffering from COVID-19, congestive heart failure, hypertension, diabetes, liver cirrhosis, and a worsening of a severe and debilitating chronic skin condition. Abu-Jamal is serving a life sentence for the 1981 slaying of Daniel Faulkner, a 25-year-old Philadelphia police officer. Abu Jamal and his supporters have said he's innocent of the slang. They have called for his release. I'm Eileen Alfandari for Pacifica Radio.